It was last Friday, 78 years ago. 7,000 prisoners of the German Nazi camp called Auschwitz-Birkenau were liberated by the Soviet army. An hour's drive outside Krakow, Poland, many gathered to remember, but Russia was not invited. One thousand six hundred eighty-nine days of murder, pain, suffering, and humiliation were over. Auschwitz, the largest of all the death camps, opened in 1940 in southern Poland in World War II and last Friday. Many remembered, but we live in a time when too few remember. To speak about the meaning and value of life may seem more necessary today than ever. A line spoken in 1946 by Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl. His residence was Auschwitz. In 1978, Billy Graham visited the camp there and said, No matter the cost, we must do all we can to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ's peace to all the world. May God work in the affairs of men. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, here on a Tuesday, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus and our second day in a series called Return to the Hiding Place. Thinking about Auschwitz, I cannot help but think about my visit to the camp almost a year ago. I was there with three ministry colleagues broadcasting for two weeks at the start of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and we were staying uh, only an hour away from the former concentration camp and felt compelled to visit. Well, joining me now is one of those colleagues, Moises Luna. He's the producer of El Fado, our Spanish-Cuban program. Moises, welcome to the program. Thank you, Charles. Glad to be here. That was a sobering day when we visited Auschwitz. Is there anything that kind of stands out in your mind here almost a year later? How could I forget, Charles? Um, after uh, experiencing uh, the tour there, and, and just having that, that sobering reminder of the atrocities of World War II, um, we, we got a chance to speak to our, our tour guide afterwards, who happened to be Ukrainian. And she told us the story of how just the day before had traveled to the border, uh, back to uh, the Polish-Ukrainian border, and, and was picking up family who were fleeing from the war, uh, from the atrocities had, that were happening in Ukraine and still are happening in Ukraine to this day. And she she had a heaviness, and, and, and how could I forget her words, never again, never again, and yet here we are. Uh, those are just words that I, that, I will, that I will never forget, Charles. One more thing, Moises, in addition to talking to the guide and that affecting you, what else, what were you feeling when you went through uh, this, this massive camp where 1.1 million people died? It's such a, a, a sobering experience, Charles. Uh, the reality of of evil in this world, true evil that uh, you would you would never wish upon anyone, and to be at this place where millions of people were were tortured, where were killed, and and to see things like the the death wall, or to see even just the or be inside rather the uh, gas chambers, it's a gut wrenching feeling. Uh, I felt such a heaviness in my heart, Charles, for the victims of this horrible war. It was a reminder of our only hope, Charles, in the midst of the brokenness and, and ugliness we see due to sin and uh, a reality that our only hope is in Christ Jesus, that only he could provide a victory over such a horrible reality. 
Moises Luna, thank you for joining me as we remember what it was like a year ago, what we remember was happening 78 years ago. Thanks again for having me, Charles. Speaking of World War II and concentration camps yesterday, we heard about the inspiring story of Corey Ten Boom from her former assistant, Pam Rosewell Moore. Corey survived a concentration camp in World War II, even though most of her family did not. They were Dutch Christians who felt led to shelter Jews in a secret hiding place in their home. They helped hundreds of Jews escape during the Nazi occupation until Corey and her family were caught and taken away to the camps. But Jesus was with her in the worst of times. When you are with Jesus, the worst can happen. And it did. But the best always remains. There's no darkness that Satan can create that will shut out the light of God's never-ending love for you and me. We'll hear more from the late Corey Ten Boom later in the program, and we'll also hear more from her assistant in the next few minutes as well. Then after the program, I want to send you a DVD with two feature-length films that share the story of Corey Ten Boom and her family and friends. The Hiding Place, and Return to the Hiding Place. The original movie was made in 1975, produced by Billy Graham's Worldwide Pictures. It masterfully retells the Ten Boom's heroic story. And the second film is a newer film that explores the life of the teenage army, as Corey affectionately called them. This group of young Christians helped move people in and out of the hiding place. Both movies are not only entertaining, they're inspiring stories you need to hear today, reminding you that God is always on his throne and always advancing his kingdom, even in the darkest of times. You can call us after this program. We ask for your gift to the ministry. But we also want you to ask for the double feature DVD of The Hiding Place and Return to the Hiding Place. Our phone number you can call is 800-65-HAVEN. 865 Haven, or you can visit haventoday.org and watch excerpts from the movies, clips from Corey Ten Boom herself, and then you can make your gift, haventoday.org. And don't forget, if you wanted to but still haven't gotten a copy of the book Five Things to Pray for Your Kids, we still have that for your gift to the ministry as well. Now let's open the program with a song that's just called Friend by Joel Vaughn. Even when I'm walking through the valley of dark shadows, even when I'm overwhelmed beneath the weight of sorrow, even when I can't outrun my fears and every other hope has disappeared, I'm not alone. I'm not alone I've still got Jesus Oh, I've still got Jesus Closer than a brother No matter where I am When I need an ally in the fight And need to know somebody's on my side He always steps
Welcome back to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. Corey Ten Boom wrote about her story in the best-selling book, The Hiding Place, which then was turned into a movie by the same name. In a moment, we'll be joined again by Pamela Rosewell Moore, who was Corey's assistant and nurse during the final years of her life. But before we get to hear from her, let's hear more from Corey Ten Boom herself. Yesterday in the program, we heard how her Christian family in Holland helped hide Jews from the Nazis and eventually were caught themselves and sent to concentration camps. There in the camps, she said she felt utterly alone, but that Jesus would often encourage her. In fact, God orchestrated a miracle and allowed her and her sister Betsy to eventually be together. Let's listen to a moment from a documentary produced by Corey as she explains how God used her sister to encourage her in the death camps. I have an idea that later when we are in heaven, we will look back and understand many things that are now not to understand by us. I can tell you about thousand answered prayers, but I also can tell you about many unanswered prayers. There was a prayer that I said every day when I was in prison in Holland, oh God, that they never bring us to a concentration camp. We had heard such terrible rumors about what happened there. But God had other plans. And he allowed my sister and I to pass through the gates of the dreaded Ravensbrück. And Betsy died there. Very slowly. But it was not a mistake of God. For now I can tell you with certainty not to fear. When you are with Jesus, the worst can happen. And it did. But the best always remains. There's no darkness that Satan can create that will shut out the light of God's never-ending love for you and me. In his garden, we are visited by love and weeded by heavenly discipline. And you cannot separate one from the other. Betsy knew this truth before me. She never questioned that the Lord was the gardener of her life and that his decisions were best. You know you can only give it to Jesus. Do you think I haven't prayed? But I hate them. I hate every Nazi in this place. We can't be more than what we are. Only Jesus can free us from ourselves, from whatever happens. Sister, you can't protect me. You mustn't try. There in that camp, I appreciated Betsy and learned to know her better than my whole life. always knew a word of comfort. He always told the people, don't be afraid. Jesus is alive. He is with you. And you are safe in the hands of Jesus. We shall do a great many things for us. We must 
kill people. That no pit is so deep that he is not deeper still. They will believe us because we were here. See? It was as if the Lord had put a fence around her so that she did not see the terrible suffering around her. Thank the Lord for all he has done for us here. Will you be warm soon? Forget him. You and I, always together. Then she was brought to the hospital barrack, a terrible place. There she died. After a terrible winter, it was decided that all prisoners of my age should be killed. One week before this was to happen, I was set free. But I knew that it was God's way of telling me that I must share what I had learned about him for the rest of my life. Corey Ten Boom in her own words, talking about her sister and how God encouraged them both while in a Nazi concentration camp. You're listening to Haven Today. Yesterday, we met Corey's assistant, Pam Rosewell Moore. She lives in Texas. She shared with us why the Ten Boom family helped many Jews escape Nazi persecution, even when it put their own lives at risk. Pam lives outside Dallas. Welcome back to the program. When we ended yesterday, the Ten Boom family had been taken away by German troops. And as we just heard from Corey, it seems her sister was an amazing woman herself. Can you tell us a little bit more about Betsy Ten Boom? Corey describes her in terms of being almost angelic. Hmm. Uh, she was, her trust in God was so very, very deep. And she, she would say things like, I do feel so sorry for the Germans. Um, mm. that we must pray a lot for them, Corrie. When she died, she had a, a beatific smile on her face. She was always helping other people, always encouraging other people. One night in the concentration camp, Corrie and Betsy were able to leave the barracks, barracks 66, for a short while and talk in the... They loved being under the sky. Perhaps, seeing, perhaps they could mm. see above the barbed wire a few st- stars. They would love to do that. And Corrie said to Betsy one night, Oh, Betsy, why are we in this terrible place? Betsy replied, I do not know, Corrie, but I do know that in God's master plan, his blueprint for our lives... There was written on it, Ravensbrück. And she urged the prisoners with whom she was incarcerated, Betsy, we must learn to trust God with the things we do not understand. Mm. She died um, at the end of 1944, of starvation, really. She wasn't well to begin with and didn't get nearly enough food. Do not repay evil for evil, but always try to do good to one another. Always rejoice. Pray constantly. 
give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ. And to the mindless, the word sounds so comforting. In this place, it's mockery. God didn't make this place. Men did. But he has power. Surely he could stop them. Unless, of course, he's a sadist. Oh, no, he's love. All love. Then he's impotent. You can't have it both ways, my dear. I am Maria Prochek. First violinist of the Warsaw Symphony Orchestra. Did your God will this? We cannot answer. All I can say is that the same God you are accusing came and lived in the midst of our world. He was beaten. And he was mocked. And he died on a cross. And he did it for love. For us. You're listening to Haven today, and that, of course, was an excerpt from the classic film that we have this week for you called The Hiding Place. And it's about the life story of Corey Ten Boom and her family. Pam Roswell Moore, it was a miracle that Corey made her way out of the camp. In fact, it was a, a clerical error, but we would know it was divine providence. Can you tell us what Corey did after her release from that German camp? Uh, when she got out of prison, she went back to the BA, the old house. There's no, nobody there, but um, the neighbours were very interested. You know, Betsy had said before she died, we must tell everybody, Corrie, what we've learned in this terrible place. Mm. And Corrie invited all her neighbours to come into the BA, into the watch shop, into the old house. And the neighbours, they were really very sorry. When the ten bombs were all arrested and went away, they wanted to know what had happened uh, mm. to Father and to Betsy. So Corrie recounted her experiences, and as she did it, one of the neighbours said, I'm sure it was your faith that carried you through. And mm. Corrie said, My faith? I don't know about that. <laughs> My faith was so weak, so unstable. It was hard to have faith. When a person is in a safe environment, having faith is easier. But in that camp, when I saw my own sister and thousands of others who had training in cruelty, then I do not think it was my faith that helped me through. No, it was Jesus. He who said, I am with you until the end of the world. It was his eternal arms that carried me through. He was my certainty. If I tell you it was my faith, you might say, if you have to go through suffering, I don't have Corrie ten Boom's faith. But if I tell you it was Jesus, then you can trust that he who helped me through will do the same for you. I had always believed it, but now I know from my own experience that his light is stronger than the deepest darkness. Amen. Amen. Pam, Rosewell, Moore, friend, a companion, uh, and uh, assistant to Corey Ten Boom, thank you for sharing with us here in Haven today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Charles. Come, weary saints, though tired and weak, hide away 
Tamara Baker, hide away in the love of Jesus here on this Haven Today. Whether you are just now hearing Corey Ten Boom's story for the first time or not, it's my prayer that everyone today has been encouraged by this World War II story that leads us straight to Jesus. It was Corey who often said, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. And as you just heard, She knew this from personal experience. I want you to personally experience Corey's life-changing story by watching the DVD we have for you with both The Hiding Place and The Return to the Hiding Place. The first film produced by Billy Graham's Worldwide Pictures. In 1975, it opened to rave reviews, and then the sequel was made about 10 years ago and shares more about the Christian teenagers who worked with the Ten Booms to help move the Jews out of Holland and resist the Nazis. It's a double feature movie night that I know you and those you love are going to enjoy. I really believe every Christian today needs to know this story. It'll fill you with hope and confidence that God is still in control. And even in the darkest of days, and there are dark days right now, especially in Ukraine, we need these stories of light. Why don't you call us right now and make your gift to the ministry? Remember, we are 100% supported by a friend like you. And our number to call is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. 
or visit us online. You can watch clips from the movies, hear Corey Ten Boom herself on some videos and blogs that we have, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And yes, we still have Melissa Kruger's book called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids, a short and easy prayer guide to help you lift the children in your life to the Lord. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And again, we'll be sharing together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Priorities, we all have them. The question is if they're the right priorities and if they're in the right order. Did you ever crave candy as a child? Tootsie Roll Pops, Lifesavers, Milk Duds? Sometimes that's all we wanted to eat, wasn't it? But our parents knew better, and we can be thankful for that. They had their priorities straight, even when we didn't. But there's something even more important in life than cavities and nutrition. Jesus said these words in the Sermon on the Mount. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. He's right, of course. What we value most will direct our lives. So what is your main priority? Treasure on earth or treasure in heaven? Seek first the kingdom of God. Get daily encouragement with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.